1: what's up you guys welcome to the september 19th edition of the roto world fantasy basketball podcast i'm mike gallagher getting ready to do some dynasty centers uh on this fine monday morning hopefully your fantasy football teams didn't get too many injuries yesterday um, but hey we'll talk some basketball instead with me to do so is ryan knaps what's up man
0: uh happy to be back mike it's yeah fun.
1: ryan just came back from a, a nice honeymoon trip uh how, how was that? Not, was all right. It's not not bad, or was?
0: Was not bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Grand Canyon, Zion, Bryce National Park, uh, Coral Sand Dunes, all sorts of stuff. So just a nice, nice ten day journey through the desert.
1: Nice man. Yeah, it's a uh, that's that's why that's why I lay my head. Uh, I'm out here in Phoenix, so I, I guess I don't really appreciate uh, some of the positives out here. But there's a lot of really cool stuff out here to to check out. Obviously, the yeah, it's, Grand Canyon and Sedona is really nice and. Definitely a place to check out. A lot of people come out here for um, early summer. If you come out here, you're coming at just
0: on. And the weather was here. It was actually pretty good uh, this, this time. <laughs> pretty good is 98 Relative. degrees for, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners. Yeah, we thought, in, in my mind, I live in Maine, so I was like, oh, surely mid-September will be nice and cool. And yeah. uh, no, it was still in Sedona and Phoenix in particular, it was hot. But Flagstaff, you get further north, um, up into southern Utah, it wasn't the temperature was great and we had wonderful experiences with Airbnb and just beautiful hiking yeah it was really something
1: nice yeah i uh, flagstaff's awesome that's uh, i go skiing quite a bit and i used to ski probably like 7 8 times a year back when i lived in on the east coast and i usually take a one or two trips up north uh to catch some skiing it's a uh, you would think that it's impossible to get there when it's 120 degrees in phoenix you think <laughs> that there's nowhere even close but yeah it's a little Two and a half hour drive, and you're in Flagstaff, and they have some pretty good slopes up there. Snowball's pretty cool. Uh, All right, so let's get into this thing. Uh, In case you missed it, we talked guards last week, forwards as well, and now we're going to hit centers. Not the most attractive position for Dynasty. Uh, There's obviously a few guys that we'll name, uh, but right at the top, I guess we have to say with Carlo Anthony Towns, uh, he is a very, very, very strong candidate to be the number one overall pick for Dynasty. Where do you feel uh, about taking Kat versus everyone
0: else in Dynasty? Cat uh, is my number one Dynasty pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just towards the tail end, I, I helped manage the dynasty ranks for the Rotor World season pass. Um, and just at the end of the season, he fi- I finally bumped him up to that number one spot. Just because you're talking about a 20-year-old who was posting first-round value as a rookie uh, at a center that you mentioned, center. I mean, th- there aren't too many guys there that are really appealing at that position. Um, so yeah, just positional eligibility, uh, his, his age, his freaky upside, it all comes together to form just... Almost an ideal dynasty candidate.
1: Yeah, and the durability is 82 games, is just so cool. Uh, I mean, he's just built like a tank. Um, I don't think he's going to be 82 games for the rest of his career, but uh, definitely a positive. And like you said, there's like no negatives. His turnovers are somewhat decent. I mean, shooting 54%, and a lot of that is it's not like DeAndre and these guys who stay five feet and in. I mean, this guy can shoot, uh, and he started making threes later in the season. Uh, April he had point six threes in his last seven games, and it was really starting to trend up uh, from not really taking many in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was taking two a game. So, and you got to
0: mention 80, 81% free throw shooting.
1: Yep, can't find that in many other places. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just like the prototype of a fantasy guy you want at age 20. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't ask for anything more. I mean, he's going to give you 15 years, maybe 10 worst-case scenario of like, Top 5-ish production. Uh, you just can't can't match that. So moving on here. And we're going to go to centers here. Uh, not power forwards. So guys like Chris Stapps and those guys who are on the forwards pod. But Hassan Whiteside. A guy that I think last year I had him pretty low for Dynasty because the sample was so small. But we more or less doubled the sample. Uh, even more so uh, from last year. And he was just so good after the break. Number 2 overall for total value behind Stephen Curry uh, because he hit free throws all of a sudden. So uh, I guess the most important thing is, are you buying his free throw? And then how do you feel about him as a dynasty guy? He's 27. A Mm -hmm. lot of people forget that, given that we've only really seen a good season and a half out of him, and then Miami paid up big time. So is he someone you would risk a second-round pick on at 27? Or or do you think he would fit? Yeah,
0: (laughs) No, for (laughs) Not for Dynasty. I'm I'm higher on him than I thought I would be, I guess, coming into redraft leagues. Um, You know, I like him as a maybe even late first round pick if you're thinking about certain strategies. Uh, But in terms of Dynasty, you said it. he's 27 years old, so he's in his prime. Uh, You know, maybe give him a three, four year window if you're being lenient and for for elite production. And when you look at other players of his caliber at the center range, uh, you know, I'd rather gamble on some of the other guys we're about to talk about, I think.
1: Yeah. And then would you – do you buy that post-break 75% free throw thing or what? I mean, where would you project him to go this the season?
0: I think mid-60% from the line, something like that. Um, someone who's not going to kill you, he doesn't get there all that much. Four and a half attempts per game last year uh, ended up at 65% from the line. So I expect him to finish right around there. I don't think that his strong finish to the season is necessarily a sign of things to come. Um but a guy who won't kill you from the center position, he's not going to crush you. He's not a pure punt, free throw percentage kind of guy. So that that gives you some wiggle room if you do go for him with an early pick. Uh, but again, in Dynasty... and. Because we're mostly talking about high upside guys, young guys, we're probably not going to discuss the Drummonds and DeAndres and Dwights of the world. Um, but especially in Dynasty, I'm very leery of tethering myself to an elite player who tanks me in a category for the next decade.
1: No, oh, for sure. And actually, I looked up a stat on another pod that, that I think you'll find interesting. So if you combine the free throw percentage and makes, makes over free throw attempts, for Kevin Durant... James Harden, so they were by far one and two for the category. Mm-hmm. And you throw in DeAndre, uh, do you want to take a guess on how low their combined field free throw percentage is?
0: Uh, Harden, Durant, and DeAndre. Yeah. I would say seventy-two percent.
1: Very nice, seventy-three. Okay, yeah, right. it's crazy. You go from if you have those two guys, you have to totally screw up, yeah, to, to do it, and you just did. I mean, just uh, we talk about this all the time. Just don't if you're gonna. Grab DJ. Yeah. Do make sure you don't have good free throw shooters. You're just yeah. gonna ruin their value.
0: I'll uh, say I I had an advantage there because I've done the uh, Harden and <laughs> and DeAndre before, and that comes out to I think 63. Yep. So and I, I, I knew that uh it was gonna be pretty low.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's unbearable, man. I, I see so many people like, oh yeah, I could overcome it. No. You can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So our boy here, and, and I know we, you and I will both take him over Whiteside not thinking about it, and that's Nikola Jokic. It is kind of the year the Jokic, uh, he, <laughs> he is going to be, uh, Laverne's gone. They're really set. Not that he was a threat to begin with, but, I mean, we'll talk about Nurkic as well, but he is just set up. Mike Malone's really pimping him. And don't forget, Mike Malone was hard on him. If you remember when the Suns destroyed him, he was all over him saying that he was worried about, having an interpreter that they would need to explain defensive concepts to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's got his back now, and I think we're looking at minutes in the upper 20s, close to 30, and this guy's skill set is just really, really high.
0: Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's going to be a huge part of what uh, Denver does. He He was terrific in the Olympics, which just bolstered, you know, his standing in my eyes even more. Um, but I love him, and I know if I'm drafting in a Roto World League, I'm going to have to really reach for him this year. And I think most owners are catching on to the fact that, you know, Jokic is legit. He's going to be great, and especially in Dynasty. That's, you know, we're talking redraft, and I'm willing to take him with a top 30 pick for sure. Um, so in Dynasty, yeah, I don't know. How, how high do you think you would take him if you were starting a Dynasty League today, for instance?
1: Probably, like, early second round. Yeah, that sounds. That's good. That's kind of where I, kind of where Cat was going last year. Yep, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean he's just was so, so good after the break. He's he's kind of like a mini Cat. Uh, um, a little bit more dimes, not as great uh, of a shooter, but um, then the block rate's not as good. But it was climbing a little bit. Yep. So yeah, he he's just phenomenal. Great free free throw shooting from big men is just is, is the way to the way our hearts, especially you and me. <laughs> we take yeah. care more about that than the other guys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with him in the second round.
0: And you said mini-cat. Uh, they both shot identical 81.1% from the line last year. Just yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's a kitten. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so we'll move on here. Uh, this guy doesn't really fit the bill with these other younger guys, but I wanted to talk about Jonas Valachunas. Uh, he's got probably his best opportunity in quite some time, and we've really seen his minutes come down. You look at his minutes from 13-14, he was 28.2, then 26.2 and 14-15, and then down to 26 last year. So no more Biombo. they only have Purtle. they're going to play Bebe a little bit, they'll probably play Solinger at the 5. So this guy strikes me as possibly getting his minutes up a little bit. Uh, he was pretty much consistently around 26, and actually with a slight downtick, he started it. Uh, about 27 and a half minutes in his first 14 games, and then just dropped down to pretty much 26 consistently. Yeah. So 24, just turned 24 in May. I mean, he's still got a lot of ceiling left. Some durability concerns, but it's not like knees or or feet or anything like that. It's like broken hands and just kind of weird injuries. Yeah. So uh, I like him, and I, I could see him already close to a ceiling just a matter of playing minutes so I, I could definitely see myself taking him not over Jokic obviously but I definitely am a JV fan
0: yeah I'm I'm definitely sold on Valanciunas uh it's tough as with many owners I'm gonna be leery of him as long as Dwayne Casey is the coach because you talk about a guy he's 24 years old um you know possibly a sort of uh, franchise piece for them going forward he played you know, the injuries, like you said, they've been fluky. And in the previous two seasons, he missed uh, 22 games last year. But in the two seasons prior, he missed three games combined. So he- health isn't an issue for me here. What is, is the playing time. And he played in 2013-14, he played 28.2 minutes a game. That dropped to 26-2 in 14-15 and down to below 26 minutes per game last year. So why a player who's entering, you know, the the... Flower of his career here at age twenty-four. His minutes are going down. Uh, it's just bewildering. So hope springs eternal, and maybe Dwayne Casey will finally unleash him this year and give him the you know twenty-eight, thirty, thirty-two minutes that he deserves. Um, but I, I have to hedge my bets. But I still like him as a top fifty guy, uh, just for season value and in terms of dynasty. Yeah, I like him. I, I think he's probably a top forty guy for me. Looking at the fact that he's twenty-four, he's got another you know eight years of Really good production.
1: Yeah, I was going to say late third, early fourth, and I'd be real happy with that. And I think kind of this is definitely, like you said, the if-not-now-when kind of scenario, 24, very minimal say. depth behind him. But then one thing I noticed, too, is and if, don't forget, game one and two against the Heat, he played 41 minutes and 38 minutes and then got hurt in game three. So it was like a eh, little appetizer. Maybe it's going to come around. <laughs> uh, I, I could definitely see Val Churis in and Redraft being kind of a league-winning kind of a guy. Um, mm-hmm. just very he's another guy who shoots free throws really well so a big fan there all right so we've come to probably one of my favorite picks in dynasty and this is another playoff special uh, with what miles turner did with his 3.3 blocks per game in the postseason uh, another guy here we go with good free throw shooting bigs uh, and his block rate is really good had a better block rate than cat in college just could be so good they're talking about him being the number two player. Um, not so much offense, but he is going to have a much bigger role. Not worried about Al Jefferson in the slightest. Uh, just a massive upside. His upside is not quite cat, but it's Jokic upside. Uh, yeah. and I actually had a, a good question, and I'll actually ask that afterwards. So what do you feel about um, uh, Turner's dynasty versus short-term, long-term?
0: Uh, I'm not quite as high on him for just, just for redraft purposes this year, but I do, his long term upside is pretty ridiculous. Uh, the blocks, the defensive stats are great. Um, a guy who won't hurt you from the free throw line, who's going to help you from the field. Uh, he's a great rebounder. I mean, you're t- he's basically a walking double double who's going to block two and a half shots a game with ease at age 20, probably. So, yeah, I, it, there's so much to like here. Um, and you said Jokic upside. Out. I give him that. I think yeah, you could mention them in the same breath for dynasty.
1: Yeah, just the uh, the blocking scarcity is is the is the key. I think that Turner is going to out block JV, out block Jokic. I think he and Cat will be in the same neighborhood because Cat's going to get so many minutes. I think Turner's block rate will be better, but he's not going to play as many minutes uh, under Thibodeau. Um, but what was like, oh, one other thing too is, don't forget, he had the, and why he slid in the draft to number 11 was he had this weird walking gate concern, and it looked like it went away I don't, I didn't. I mean, you can kind of see it where he's kind of, I guess, wobbly for lack of a better term, but does that scare you off? I mean, a little bit, it's got it probably scares me off about, I guess, a half around round uh, in Dynasty, redraft, I don't care
0: Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that, I mean, he did yeah, I honestly didn't Know about the wobbly gate thing, <laughs> so so no, it wouldn't scare me off. Yeah. Given that I was completely ignorant of it, uh, is that a, is that a medical concern? Do you think? Yeah, it was knee concern, kind yeah. of like a Greg Greg Oden, one leg's shorter than the other kind yep. of thing. A little
1: bit different because uh, Oden, if I remember, he had a, a hip injury in eighth grade that made one of his legs a little bit longer than his other one. But I, I think it's just the way his his knees are, aren't as stable, for, and you can kind of see it. You saw it kind of earlier in the season. And I saw it in Summer League when I first saw him. I was like, oh, he runs kind of weird. But, yeah, I think it's just some people, you know, I guess some people have weird batting stances. Some people have weird shooting forms. Some people run a little sure. bit weird. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. I'm, like I said, I'm not really too. But it was it was an interesting storyline. And I think that's why because he was, he's a supreme talent. So for him to get go to number 11 was a steal for them. Yeah. And we're seeing that already. Um, so, actually, one question that I got, this is a redraft question, and I'm going to tweak it a little bit. What would you rather have if you can only have one? Would you rather have Jokic in the third, so either early third versus early early third versus late third, versus Miles Turner, and you're going to probably take Jokic, you know, early fifth, late fifth. So, would you rather have Jokic in the third or Turner in the fifth?
0: You're talking dynasty? No, for redraft. Oh, redraft? Yeah, I'll take Jokic.
1: Okay, yeah. They asked me um, Turner in the fourth, and I was like, oh yeah. It was the pod with the in this league guys. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, Steve and I were on there. It's like, yeah, dude, Jokic in the third over Turner in the fourth. But yeah, man, I love, I love Turner in the fifth, man. And I'm gonna probably have both, uh, both a lot um, to get to get <laughs> yeah. Jokic and, and those two guys, which is kind of why I'm not too scared to let. Uh, if I'm still taking Cat at six, but um, it's why I kind of have Kawhi a little bit ahead of him is because the big the, most of my most of my sleepers are big men this year feels like.
0: You too. Uh, most of your sleepers being big men I, I, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, they sort of run the gamut um, But that's interesting that you would say Which is a, a point to be made That when you do your rankings It's not always a one to one Like this player is always going to be better than another player um, Like I For instance I would probably take cat Kawhi, they're very similar but i might take cat ahead of Kawhi. uh but like you said if you know that you can you know in in the fifth round consistently get miles turner he's going to lock up your blocks you don't necessarily need that from your first round pick sure go Kawhi. like you can adjust your draft strategy based on who you have ranked where so it's not always you know anytime you look at even roto world's rankings they're not going to be a panacea like everyone should just follow this prescription every time and you're going to win
1: yep Sweet. So another guy who really boosted his Dynasty draft value last year was Rudy Gobert. and Really disappointing knee injury. His block rate came down a little bit. His rebound rate wasn't as good. Just didn't really take any step forward. So do you kind of see him as a guy who could bounce back, I guess, redraft and Dynasty? Do you see him kind of, what's his ceiling? I mean, we don't really know. His offense is not even close to where it, I guess, needs to be or can be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I view him as a solid second-round guy, and especially for Dynasty, he's coming into his age 24 season. Um, last year, I see as a fluke, so I think you're going to be able to get him at a serious discount in both redraft and Dynasty, uh, assuming you know you're drafting this year. Um, you know, he played 82 games in 2014-15, missed a bunch of games last year. Started the year with that injury and just couldn't quite get over the hump. Never quite looked like himself. Um, but the blocks are there the boards are there the field goal percentage so he's a pretty much prototypical uh you know center specialist he'll give you the blocks give you the boards help you with field goal percentage the one thing that concerns me is his free throw percentage was terrible last mm. year he went he went from 62% to 57 and his attempts went up uh, over almost one and a half more attempts at the line, up to 4.6. So that's a major drag. And if if he's suddenly a guy who you almost need to punt that category, that's a that's a major drain on his value. But I, I still like him. I think he's a top 30 guy for sure in Dynasty. Um, I love his upside. And in redraft, I'd probably target him in the early third round, somewhere in the third.
1: For, oh, for th- okay. That's a little bit bolder than, than what we've been saying. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah saying-
0: pretty high on them yeah
1: have we've been saying kind of fourth mm-hmm. um so you would take and i I'm coming I'm kind of pushing Turner over over gobert i, I think they have similar blocking upside um uh, Turner I think could give you a little bit more across I think gobert would probably be better on boards but I don't really care about rebounds uh, I just want the blocks and the better free throw so you would take gobert over Turner easily it sounds like
0: probably yeah I might have been a little bit too bullish with the uh Early third, but yeah, I'd, I'd take him over Turner. Yeah.
1: yeah. What about JV? We've had this, I think we had this debate before, and I took JV, you took Gobert. Still feeling yeah, the same I'd, way? Yeah, I would still take
0: Gobert. Yeah, yeah
1: I would still I would still take JV, man. I don't know. Gobert scared me off, man. I, I love Gobert, but I don't know. It's, I feel like you could get him later, too. I'm, you I, might be able to, yeah. I'd love I loved to get um, both, though. I mean, like I said, Big Man, you could, it, it's so much harder. It's, it's just such a different year. It feels like This is just the position depth is seems a little deeper than usual. Yeah. Um a lot of, a lot of big men can make free throws now suddenly. Um, okay, so moving on here. Uh very mysterious choice with Nerwin's Noel going to be on the trade block. Man, this is this is a tough one. He's in a great system. Philly always up there in pace that yields better blocks. He had Ish Smith last year, He's always great for steals. Again, product of Brett Brown's kind of breakneck pace haphazard style if you will so i'm i'm a little bit worried and jonas and i were talking about this um i view a trade as not really i see it as like a net neutral where yes he'll probably get a little bit more playing time but i don't think the system would be as advantageous for him so i i don't really care not a guy i'm total and you like i think noel i think i'm the low man on noel uh, so where do you see him i guess uh i guess compared to these other guys
0: uh, I like Noel quite a bit, yeah. Um, it, it's fitting that we talked about him right after Gobert because I feel like both of them were on a similar trajectory last year where injuries stifled them early. They struggled to get healthy and just kind of had depressed value. But Noel started out horribly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you and I both got emails, people asking, should I cut him? Should <laughs> I should I trade him for, you know, X, Y, Z? Um, just trying to bail out early whereas we saw after the break his value spiked his uh, the defensive stats are always consistent uh rebounds field goal percentage um he scored 11.1 points per game at th- once it was all said and done so i i really like noel he finished his almost top 50 value in eight cat and nine cat last year and this was after struggling for a long time so i think he's healthy he's coming into it um and you mentioned that there's really no system that's gonna suit him better I think than the sixers frenetic up and down you know he's just kind of roaming the court defensively getting all sorts of steals and blocks so I think a trade might hurt him a little bit I wouldn't say necessarily net neutral I think it could be a negative um, but I'm not too scared off by that I think no matter where he lands he's gonna play 30 32 minutes a game so I like him as a mid-round guy you know I'd probably put him in the 60 range somewhere in there
1: uh, yeah that's that's but where I'd put him, too. So I thought I'd be, I thought you were going to say, like, 50s, 50s, 40s. But, yeah, I'm glad that you are uh, You and I are both buying into the, the 76ers system. Uh, let's just hit the, the 76ers bigs all together here. Man, people, if you go on Twitter, man, people kill Jaleel Okafor. I mean, I guess it makes sense his defense is not where it needs to mm-hmm. be, I guess. But, I mean, he's so young. And we knew he was going to be good on defense. But he's still a big body. He's. It's going to take him a long time to kind of harness how to play defense with, with, how big he is, and just, he's 20. I mean, give the guy a break. Um, I yeah. think he could be, you know, I mean, even Ennis Cantor, he had the same thing. Ennis Cantor was like, oh, he's he's terrible, but give Cantor credit. He really improved his defense last year, and I kind of see the same with Okafor. I think he can be a little bit better on that end. That said, he is not a great fantasy asset, not the greatest block rate uh, for a guy that plays as many minutes as he does. Obviously, the free throw shooting, um, his field goal percentage was a little bit, down from what I thought it was gonna be. Doesn't really do assist, not the greatest rebounder. So a guy I'm not gonna take. I would definitely take Noel. I might even take Embiid. We'll get to him in a second. Uh over Okafor. How do you feel about just Okafor's uh fantasy asset?
0: Uh Okafor, yeah I have similar concerns with you. I think the um you know free throw percentage isn't all that great. Uh turned the ball over quite a bit, but that's because he was force fed the ball in the post and his post scoring is ridiculous. Um he's just he's an animal and defensively yes he in in real world he's not good defensively um certainly give him time give him cut him some slack he's 20 years old anchoring a terrible team defense so you know how do you expect him to individually thrive uh and in any case for fantasy purposes who cares he blocked one and a half or 1.2 shots per game last year almost half a steal which isn't great but um you know plenty of upside there he's already blocking over a shot per game as a rookie uh the free throw percentage is bad, but it's not going to kill you. So I, I'm fine with him. I, I rather like him as a you know late middle round guy. Um, with Since this is a dynasty pot, I'll say that I like him as a more probably 50, 60 range for dynasty purposes. I think that might even be conservative. How do you like him as a dynasty pick? I'm the right there t- with you. Decade, that's 65, yeah. 70
1: kind of range. And you could probably get him there. Like People are just writing him off hard. But yeah. I mean, you got to remember, he had about seventy five percent of his shots within in the paint. So he has really no other game. Uh, didn't have a jump shot. Uh, obviously, he's only one of six from three point range. I don't think that's ever going to be there for him. But yeah, I, I'm okay with him, man. Like I said, people were writing him off. Uh, I got into a, a texting debate with Nick Radicano, Project Roto, who does a couple shifts for us. He's kind of behind the scenes. But he and I were talking about who has more value right now as far as like an NBA asset. And I was like, it's got to be Okafor just because Embiid's risk is so huge. Um, just the downside outweighs the upside. I mean, up Embiid's upside is better. I mean, he's 66 true shooting in college. We'll get to him in a second. But wh- how would you feel about that question? Like, who do you think gets, has more trade value?
0: Uh, I'd say Okafor by a long shot. Uh, you talk about a guy who could anchor your your post offense it's not a very popular thing in the NBA these days but it's always a great thing to go to especially in the playoffs you still still need someone who can score in the inside um, keep defenses honest in that sense and you said it the injury risk is just sky high for Embiid so yeah I think any GM would be you know biting their nails off if they were even thinking about trading for Embiid Um, so yeah definitely Okafor
1: so let's just get to Embiid then. Uh, man, he was really good in college. Uh, was gonna be number one overall pick if not for that foot fracture uh, that just suddenly came out of the blue. He had a back fracture, no one even cared. Uh, but man, he was just really, really, really good. Uh, as mentioned, he was 66 true shooting percentage uh, as a big man. Uh, decent free throw shooter. His block rate was awesome. Uh, just he was.